eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Cheeseheads. Cheeseheads. Get on your feet. It's curd and long. Welcome in. It is Kurt and Long, Steve Sparky Pfeiffer, along with Ryan Horvat. You, of course, know Ryan Horvat from BetMGM tonight. Him and Trista Crick doing their thing. Uh, and then, of course, you may or may not know me from 1250 AM, the fan in Milwaukee. Follow both of us there at Ryan Horvat and at Sparky Radio. Uh, lots to get into concerning this Green Bay Packers team. And uh, none of it really all that positive or really all that good uh, at this point. Uh, so, since you and I really haven't talked all that much as far as reactions go, uh, I, I want to get your kind of general reaction here as far as what you thought of how this whole trade deadline thing p- panned out. Because our last episode occurred along, we said buy or sell. I was leaning more towards selling a Dean Lowry and kind of moving on from a couple of guys because I don't think they were one player away from being a real contender for a Super Bowl this year by any stretch of the imagination. You were holding out hope, still wanting to buy a player or two and seeing what can happen. Now that they did neither of those two things, what say you? Yeah, nothing positive today from me. I was pretty upset after the trade deadline, just that they did absolutely nothing. You know, I did not want to sell at the deadline. I did not want them to be sellers at the deadline. But you you brought up an interesting point, especially with somebody like Dean Lowry. There's a couple guys on this team right now that are not carrying their weight. And yeah, maybe you get draft capital for the future. Maybe you get a player here or there, but it's just I didn't like standing pat and doing absolutely nothing because I don't understand the direction of this team right now, right? Because going into the season, I thought the goal was to win the Super Bowl, even though you didn't find anybody to replace Devontae Adams' production on the outside or even MVS, right? And then on the defensive side of the ball, though, we had such high expectations because you look at the last five drafts or whatever it's been for Brian Gutekinds, all these first-round picks have been on the defensive side of the ball. The defense has been a huge letdown, and you spent money on the defensive side of the ball. You know, it was, ah, you know, you lose Devontae Adams, but if you brought back Devontae Adams, you wouldn't be able to pay Rasul Douglas, who gave up his first four targets for 98 yards and a touchdown. You wouldn't be able to pay Devondre Campbell, who's already missed more tackles. And I watched the All-22, and I completely agree. He just does not like playing with Quay next to him. Um, But, you know, I just don't understand the direction of this team because I thought the goal, again, was to win a Super Bowl. But clearly at 3-5, and it doesn't look like that's possible right now. So you're not sellers at the deadline. And you weren't buyers at the deadline. So is Brian Gutekinds here at the trade deadline saying this roster is good enough to win? Or is he saying 
we're not going anywhere this well, year. I just don't understand, man, because Aaron Rodgers only has, what, maybe one year left. You haven't really had the opportunity to evaluate Jordan Love on this rookie contract. They were in trade discussions with the Steelers for Trace, Chase Claypool, and I do think that the Bears overpaid a little bit. But, hey, man, I mean, they're stacking weapons for Justin Fields with all those draft picks upcoming and with a wide receiver like Chase Claypool, who's only 24 years old. And Chase Claypool, was he worth a second-round pick? Well, he was a first-round pick so, or a second-round pick. You know, early second round pick, so I'd say he was, but uh, you don't get that deal done. I really wanted Brandon Cooks. If Brandon Cooks was available for a second or third round pick, I just don't understand why Brian Gutekinds wouldn't make that deal at the deadline. And maybe sure you're saying, well, the offensive line isn't great, defense has been a big letdown, Rodgers doesn't look like himself, they're not just a wide receiver away from being a playoff contender or Super Bowl contender, but. I mean, what are you going to do with that second or third round pick? Take another defensive tackle out of Georgia? I mean, like these picks, Darnell Savage looks terrible. Other than Jair Alexander, I don't really have anything positive to say about anybody on the defensive side of the ball. Rashawn Gary, Preston Smith's playing pretty solid, but he wasn't a draft pick. So I was just, I don't understand the direction of this team. Like, what's the goal for this year? Is it to make the playoffs? Is it to win a Super Bowl? Is this like the beginning of a rebuild? Is this the Rodgers going away party? Is this what we saw with Kobe Bryant with the Lakers like those final couple of years when they brought him back when financially they probably shouldn't have rest in peace Kobe you know what I mean like what is what is what is what is this team man like what are they okay what, what, so the goal? Let, let's go back to the Chase Claypool thing now, the, yeah. the one thing we don't know is we don't know what really this is all is all about right Andrew Filippone uh, who does a show on CBS Sports Radio does his talk show uh, in Pittsburgh credible reliable uh, said so the Packers offered a second, Bears offered a second. Bears had two seconds, they had their own, and then the Ravens that they got for the Roquan Smith deal, which also, again, you trade Roquan Smith and then you trade for an asset after you, you move one of your better assets, either way. So apparently what happened was they convinced the Bears to give them the Bears pick instead of the Ravens pick because they said, hey, Green Bay's interested, and Green Bay's pick uh, is going to be better than the Ravens pick. So give us your pick, otherwise we're going to ship them to Green Bay and it sounds like the Bears said, okay, then, no problem. Here you go. You can have our pick at the top of the second round uh, for Chase Claypool. And that would have meant the Packers would have had a counter with, like, say, a first-round pick or added in an additional pick on top of the second-round pick probably in order to get that deal done, which I don't think they were interested in doing. So, again, if they legitimately were in, they got outbid. This is similar, if you go back, to the Mac move with the Raiders. Remember that? The Packers yeah. were involved in that deal too, as were the Bears, and the Bears draft picks were better than what the Packers were as far as where they were going to be in the draft order because of record. So the Raiders shipped them off to the Bears and said the Packers. That's twice now this has happened to the Green Bay Packers involving a deal falling through and the player going to the Chicago Bears, uh, which is mind-boggling that this continues to happen. But either yeah, way. Robinson too throw in there because uh, the Green Bay Packers offered him some money as well. And I'm talking about Allen Robinson because I threw him on my list. I'll talk about this here in a second. But not only Khalil Mack and that deal, the trade deal, but when Allen Robinson was a free agent as well, Green Bay offered him some money and he chose to go play with Mitchell Trubisky in Chicago over Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. My think opinion. of that. Think about that. So now, I so I don't think this is Goody saying, ah, to hell with it. You know, we're out. I don't think that's what it is, okay? But I also think that part of the reason why he was going to do something was to appease Rodgers who's on the Pat McAfee show yesterday on YouTube talking about, man, I was really hoping there was going to be some trade news to break here while I was on. You know, I was really hoping that's how this was going to play out. 
Yeah, uh, not not so much. No, no, you didn't get any of that. Why you would even expect that? I don't know. So I think part yeah. of what Goody was doing was trying to appease him more than it was anything else. I think Brian Gutekunst realizes they're more than one player away. Before the season started, uh, in the summertime, right? I was talking about my, my thoughts for the Packers were probably going to be like nine and seven, something like that. This offense was going to struggle. Rodgers would throw double figure interceptions probably this year. And this was not going to be a Super Bowl or bust year for the Green Bay Packers. There, there was just no way looking at this team, how they were set up on offense, that you could say this was going to be a Super Bowl caliber offense. Even though I bought into the hype about, oh, top five defense, top three defense, they're going to dominate. And maybe that'll be how they end up getting on a run. That surely hasn't happened. So fr- from that perspective, I think that's probably how Gunnikus looked at it too. Like, okay, Aaron, you're coming back. That's fine. We lost Devontae. So now we got to figure out how we're going to get you wide receivers. And there's going to be some growing pains. There was one clip that I saw that got tweeted out uh, earlier today. Uh, Dusty Evely quote tweeted it. Uh, ben Fennel, I think, put it out. Um, and said, nice flood play or something, LOL. And you have like two receivers running the exact same route side by side next to each other. Oh, you have another receiver running a go route next to them. And then I think that tight end was coming up the middle, coming over, and everybody was on the right side of the line of scrimmage. And Rodgers got sacked on the play. But it made no sense. So clearly somebody ran the wrong play. Like, that's how screwed up this thing is right now. Like, this isn't just 12. This is this wide receiving core not knowing what they're supposed to be doing, where they're supposed to be going. It's a complete disaster. So you can talk about coaching. You can talk about guys not studying their playbook, not getting on the same page. Rodgers not doing enough to help them. But one guy was not going to fix this. Because like you and I talked about, say they get Claypool. How long would it have taken Claypool to get on the same page as 12? How don't long? think he's a good fit in that offense, unfortunately, right. either. Like, I wanted him because he's a shiny toy, and I'll take anything. Like, I mean, we're trotting out. They're trotting out Amari Rodgers and Sammy Watkins and two wide receiver sets, man. So, yes, I'll take 24-year-old Chase Claypool. But I don't think he's a good fit in this offense. You know who would have been, though? Brandon Cooks. You know who would have been? But Cooks uh, didn't get moved. And Cooks didn't get moved because his contract is so big for this year that every yeah. team that wanted Cooks told Houston, you got to pay a majority of this, otherwise I'm not taking them. Because the Packers, what was the salary cap number? I think Ken Ingles said, like, Six million or seven million or something like that is where they're under, under right now. I think yeah. Cooks is at like fifteen or sixteen or seventeen million something. So from that perspective, maybe Green Bay was interested and Houston's they like, said, "Nah, we're not going to pay that much of it. No, take the whole thing, or you're not having them." And then the Texans general manager he comes out. I think it was this morning. It says, "Hey, we only played seven games. Everybody, calm down. Calm down about my Texans. We only right. played seven games." Come well, that's on, the right man. thing to say, man. That's the right thing to say because you're not going to just completely destroy the locker room when you have almost 10 weeks to go here in the season. And also if you're going to be, here's the thing. It's like Zadarius Smith this season, right? He's having a monster year for Minnesota. Green Bay's paying $11 million of that salary. If you're going to pay half a Brandon cook salary, you might as well have him on the roster with your young quarterback. You're still trying to figure out, you know, is, uh, is that your quarterback of the future? It's probably not, especially because the Texans are going to be a top five, you know, they're right. going to have a top five pick and it could be Bryce young, CJ Stroud, Hendon hooker out of Tennessee. Yeah, I mean, I'm just – I don't really understand it, man. I'm glad that you brought up the um, the Cleo Mack because I put out the tweet, the top five in the mix moments for the Packers. Randy Moss, that's the one that will always kill me when yeah. Favre wanted Randy Moss. Randy Moss goes on to the Patriots. They go undefeated that season. I believe he breaks the touchdown reception record that year. Cleo Mack, that one, you asked do I remember. I couldn't eat for three days, man. Not only did it make me sick because they had a shot at Cleo Mack. And remember that version of Cleo Mack. Remember week one he killed Rodgers on the field? Oh, he my God, yes. He, he was a monster. 
Deshaun Kaiser. We had a Deshaun Kaiser sighting. Yeah. He just had the ball ripped out of his hands, and Cleo Mack runs it. Tony Gonzalez, what was it, a third-round pick? They didn't want to yeah. give up for Tony Gonzalez. Goes on to have a couple really good years. OBJ, down to two teams. You know, 95% sure it's going to be Green Bay. I remember seeing the report. Not only is OBJ going to head to Green Bay, he wants to play this Sunday against Arizona. Or it was the Thursday night game yeah. against Arizona. No, he ends up going to Los Angeles, winning the Super Bowl. I put Allen Robinson. This is the one everybody has an issue with. People, uh, I have like 55 tweets. I have 491 likes on this, so everybody's just as disappointed as me. A lot of people bring up Marshawn Lynch. That's that's the one that got away. AJ Hawk, Marshawn Lynch. They played each was, other that weekend. And everybody was like, okay, Marshawn looks pretty good for them. Hawk, I think, had a good game for Green Bay. They both played well in that game. Uh, I think that game was at Lambeau, if memory serves correct. And we're like, all right, they're both auditioning uh, to get traded, essentially. And then, of course, Ted never pulls a trigger. And how much better would the Packers have been had they got in Marshawn Lynch instead of A.J. Hawk? Yeah. And then really quickly, you brought up, you know, and I watched all 22, and it's a mess right now. The Packers look completely broken on the offensive side of the ball. They have no identity. And that's the problem with the defense. Again, man, this defense is built for them to get out early leads and to face known passing downs with that secondary and with that pass rush with Rashawn Gary and Preston Smith and everybody else. The problem is they're not getting out to early leads they're playing from behind this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. And it's almost like when Wisconsin and Graham Mertz go down two touchdowns, you're like, well, might as well go cut the grass and enjoy my Saturday. Or I might as well watch the SEC game of the week because you know Wisconsin is never built to come from behind two, three scores. Isn't it weird that you feel like that right now with the Green Bay Packers? Like it was nice watching them show some fight in the second half of that game. But when they go down two scores, like – it's like watching like a Big Ten team. It's a running football team that refuses to run the football. They're coming off their best week offensively because they decided in the second half to finally run the football. It's just it looks bad right now, man. And the other thing that's concerning is it looks like a mess. And then you saw the podcast or whatever it was that Von Miller did, and I know we kind of hit on this on Monday. He's like, you, I talked to Aaron Rodgers. You guys are down two, three scores. Why aren't you throwing the ball? I'm not going to repeat what he said because I don't want to cause drama or whatever. Rodgers hates that wide receiver room, man. Like, Do you know what? That. I could have told you that was going to happen prior. And that is exactly why, And I, again, I'm going to say the same thing every freaking podcast that we do. That is the exact reason why he needed to work with those guys more than any other time of his career. He needed to work with those young guys, not Lazard, not Cobb, but Dobbs and Watson and Toure and anybody else that wanted to work out. He needed to spend the time 
and put in all the work in order to get them as close to being on the same page as him going into training camp so they could hit the ground running, going over, you know, what to do in different situations, you know, putting them in situations. All right, DB is doing this, DB is doing that. Safety does this on snap. What do you do? Literally, like putting them through it, not only the physical, but the mental aspect of things of what you're supposed to be doing, watching game film of Jordy and Devontae or whatever. All right, see this look here. All right, what do you think he should do? Let's pause the film. What does he do here? Does he do this or does he do that? And then play the film and show him what he does. Like that type of stuff all should have been done. But he wasn't invested like that. He, He hasn't been invested like that since early on in his career to put that type of work in. And I get it, right? I mean, you're old. You're over it. It's I'm going to show up. I'm going to do my work. And that that's that's about as far as I'm going to go. While I'm there, I'll help him as much as I can. But above and beyond all that, you know, probably not at this point of his career. And I'm not going to get mad at him. But th- this was bound to occur because of what happened leading up to this moment in time. And now you're stuck. And I know you didn't want to hear this either. What they said, Christian Watson hurt them. You know, how how do they take that next step? How does this offense move forward? I think it makes sense. You you go back to doing toggle tight end, additional offensive linemen, tight sets. That's what you do. And then off of that, you run your routes with DeGuara or Tunyon or we'll, we'll you know, route out of the flat Mercedes Lewis when everybody else is chasing after everybody but the old guy. You do that type of stuff. Then you set up your play action and you take your, your shots downfield with Christian Watson, the only speed guy you have on this team. You brought up OBJ earlier. I saw Packer fans. Well, OBJ's still out there. Man, stop. stop. At three and five, he's not coming to Green Bay, Wisconsin at three stop. and five. He's, he's going OBJ. to chase another ring. <laughs> now, the other thing that came up yesterday about this oh. whole trade deadline thing that people got mad at me about was that Calvin Ridley trade with Jacksonville. Now, look, I get it, right? Oh, my God, Sparky, he's not going to help them this year. Why would they want Kelvin Ridley? Because you aren't going anywhere right now. You're not yeah. going to a Super Bowl. And if you're listening or watching this podcast right now on Twitter, you are not going to a Super Bowl this year. It's not happening. I guarantee you this is not a Super Bowl team. Mark it down. If I'm wrong, old take exposed, whatever you want to do, go right ahead. This ain't going to that damn Super Bowl. We'll get into if they're even going to the playoffs coming up next. But they ain't going to Super Bowl. Tell you that. So from that perspective, it didn't have to be about this year. Ridley is a, is a, I mean, not super young, but a younger player that has shown explosive capabilities with the Atlanta Falcons. He's suspended for gambling, which a majority of you don't even care about and don't even think he should be suspended for. So now he's eligible to get reinstated in March or whatever. He's going to have one year left on his deal, and then he becomes a free agent. You could easily, my guess, easily have restructured and extended to give him more money for another two or three years after that to have him under uh, under contract. What does that do? Well, number one, gives you a legitimate possible number one or number two wide receivers out there with Watson or, or Dobbs, whoever ends up getting that position and a guy that's been in the NFL and run routes before. So that yeah. helps. Number two, if Aaron Rodgers leaves, at least now he's got a legitimate wide receiver on the roster to play with and doesn't have to teach as well. So yeah. To me, they gave up nothing, nothing to Atlanta. Or Atlanta gave up, or Jacksonville gave up nothing to Atlanta. A bunch of conditional draft picks and all this nonsense, hocus pocus. Like to me, that would have made more sense for this Packers team playing for next year, telling Rodgers, "No, I didn't help you now, but I got this guy for you next yeah. year. This is why you need to come back. This is one guy that I got." And now through this year, Dobbs and Watson and Toure, who 
I don't know if you saw Rogers about that on YouTube. Oh, yeah. I, I told Tamari Ture that, you know, he's too, too talented to not be on the active roster. Yeah. So Whatever. all that nonsense about guys should be on the bench. If they don't know what place to run and guys that are on the bench should be playing. That was all about getting to Ray more playing time. That's what that whole thing okay. was about. So if you play fantasy, pick up to Ray. Cause I'm telling you right now, based on what Rogers is saying, to Ray is going to be his guy when this whole thing is said and done. Maybe Watson, if you ever can stay healthy enough to be on the field. So I'm not, I mean, yeah. And I'm not a big Brian Gutekinds fan and I'm not, I, I mean, I'm, I, I, I think he's, I think he's a good talent evaluator. I just worry a little bit about the wide receiver position, especially. They just haven't valued that position here the last couple of years, obviously. I also worry about who the hell in that room. Is it the wide receiver coach, the OC? Is it, you know, Stenovich? Is it Matt LaFleur? Who's evaluating the wide receiver talent that every single year when they're in a bind, Aaron Rodgers has to go and put the next guy in? Like, remember when they didn't want to throw Alan Lazard out there? Now he's our number one wide receiver. You know, now it's Toure, who obviously can make some plays. Yeah, I, I, I do like the point about Calvin Ridley, though, because at least then you could sell Rodgers on next year. At least then you do have your number one wide receiver, and he's super talented, obviously, Calvin Ridley. And like you said, if Rodgers wants to retire, that's fine. The problem with the Chicago Bears, they're still trying to figure out if Justin Fields is their guy. They're trying to evaluate him, and they couldn't even look at the tape, you know, the new coaching staff from last year because they're like, this guy's throwing the ball to absolutely nobody. And now this year, kind of the same thing. So that's why they go out there and they get a Chase Claypool. They're going to surround him with some weapons. Think about that, though, Ryan. Jeff next quarterback. Like, Jordan Love's going to need something. You're not going to evaluate Jordan Love with Amari Rodgers and Josiah DeGuara. Right, but that's the thing, though, right? So think about that. I mean, Jacksonville deserves, like, I don't know, some type of an award. Because if the Bears were thinking, they could have got Ridley and Claypool yesterday. And they yeah. could have set up fields to have Ridley and Claypool at wide receiver next year, maybe draft another wide receiver to go with Mooney and those other two. And all say, of a sudden, yeah. that offense at wide receiver is really talented at that point. And the Jaguars get Trevor Lawrence uh, a weapon while everybody else fell asleep at the wheel, forgetting all about Calvin Ridley, who didn't want to be in Atlanta prior to gambling. And then the craziest part about the whole deal was, do you remember why and how Ridley got caught? He got caught betting on an Atlanta Jacksonville game. Yeah. And now he's a Jaguar. Yeah, that's insane, isn't it? That is crazy. Oh, I, didn't, I actually didn't even think about that. Now, yes. Did you actually expect them to do anything yesterday? Because for the first time in a long time, I did expect. I expected a move. I expected a move. No, you didn't, you didn't expect anything? Th- this is why. Because, as I said on Twitter yesterday, all you Packer fans that complain that they don't do enough. And then when a Claypool gets traded, I get, he wasn't worth a second round pick, Sparky. Not for me. I would have given an arm for him. Okay. Okay. But th- and, he's, and, he's, and he's a former Notre Dame alum, so you know I wanted him. Right. But, but that was... Right, but that was my point. I said the reason why the Packers don't make trades is the same reason why you Packer fans give of why they shouldn't make trades, which is, oh, I don't think he's worth that much. I'm not going to give it up for him. Listen here. This isn't that much different than fantasy football. In a weird way, it's really not. If you want a player, you're going to give up whatever you have to get give in order to get that player on your team. Right. If you think that there's one player in fantasy football that can win you a Super Bowl, possibly, and it costs you two players and a couple of draft picks. Sure. No problem. Here you go. Have it all. Is it too much? Probably. But I think this guy can win it for me. The Green Bay Packers don't play that game. The Green Bay Packers play straight and narrow. I'm not overpaying for anybody. When the Atlanta Falcons made that trade to move up to get Julio Jones in that draft. I remember being on the big show and Gary going, 
No way. No way I would have done that. That was way too much to give up for that dude. They better go win a Super Bowl in order for that to pay off. It's the Mark Murphy brainwash that goes on with Gary. though. Right, but but what happened, though? Atlanta made that move because why? The Rodgers-Packers team annihilated them the year before. Maybe one of the Rodgers' best playoff games ever. And Atlanta said, we don't have enough offensive firepower to keep up with Rodgers. So they overpaid. They went up and got Julio Jones. And did it work? Mm, Not really. They got to the Super Bowl. But they lost, right? They yeah. were 28 to three at halftime. They lost, right? But they got there. The Packers never, ever, ever would do something crazy like that. It would just never happen. The Bears, another example. Now, again, necessarily didn't work out for Mitch Trubisky. They gave up way too much to move up one pick, but they didn't want to miss their guy. So they were going to do what it takes. Brian Gutenkunst doesn't play like that. He doesn't he say. Oh. He did move up for his guy, though. His guy just sits on the bench and holds a clipboard. Well, Jordan Love. Okay, fine. But but what I'm saying is, in, in this scenario here, okay, Claypool's going to be a second from the Bears. Green Bay, your move. Now, did he counter with, okay, I'll tell you what. You take our second, and I'll give you a five the following year. Not this year, but the following year, I'll give you a five uh, yeah. to make sure we get this deal done. Like, what was the counter? What was the counter? Oh, that's all we got. I'm not willing to go any higher. Okay, well, he's going to the Bears then. All right, sounds good. Have a nice day. Click, I tried. You know, and that's my thing. Like, if you really want somebody, you can get it done. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The Rams really want you. The Rams are going to get you. Outside of maybe Burns and Carolina. They offer two ones and Carolina still said no, which yeah, is crazy. And this is why I always argue with people, though, and everybody's always like, oh, you can't give up draft capital. You can't give up draft capital. And then you end up watching the Packers draft Josiah DeGuara. Or you watch them end up drafting Darnell Savage. Or you end up watching them draft, you know, A.J. Dillon, who's a fine player. But is A.J. Dillon a second-round pick? A.J. Dillon... I mean, again, like look at the guys they passed on. You could have had Jonathan Taylor. You could have had obviously Taylor. T Higgins. Jonathan Taylor done. Jonathan Taylor's hurt again. He didn't practice again today with an ankle injury. Jonathan Taylor's had one year. All right. Let's slow the roll on Jonathan Taylor for a second until he does something more than one year. He's going to have a big week and they're going to cover the five and a half. He's not even going to play. He was out with an ankle injury today. Schefter said he didn't practice. He won't play. I bet you they shoot him up and he's out there. Maybe. I don't know. Sore subject with me right now. He does look rough this year. All right. T Higgins. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. That would be fine. All right. Let's move on. We we spent enough time on all that. We're going to be. I I obviously hated the trade deadline. I think this team should at least attempt to win since I'm still spending money and going to games. And that's your fault. Do you think this roster is good enough for the Packers (laughs) to make the playoffs? Ryan answers that with a laugh. Is it good enough to make the playoffs? Because I, Let's just be honest. If you or I say yes, that means his coaching staff is not doing their jobs. 
the answer to this question is yes, and they don't make the playoffs, then Brian Gutekunst needs to make some pretty significant changes on the coaching staff. I'm not saying LaFleur. LaFleur's not getting fired. But no. whether it be the wide receiver coach or whoever it may be, there's going to be some change probably made in the offseason if this team makes the playoffs because there's going to be an escape coach, see Steve Nash. So that that's, that's going to uh, occur. If the roster is not good enough and we say no, then fingers point at Brian Gutekunst. That's how this is going to play. With that being said, Ryan Horvath, do you think this roster is good enough for the Packers to make the playoffs? I'm going to say yes. In the NFC, I think this roster is good enough to make the playoffs. Who's making the playoffs? I mean, the Rams are a disaster this year. And if you look at the Rams on paper, yeah, you see, obviously, Aaron Donald, probably the second-best defensive player on the planet, maybe third next to Miles Garrett. Um, and uh, obviously, you know, there's a couple guys. Mika, I mean, uh, Micah Parsons is great. But I just – I mean, they have no offensive line. You know, Tampa Bay looks terrible this year. Look at that division. The Saints, I had high hopes for the Saints. They're a mess right now. Michael Thomas, is he ever going to be healthy ever again? So I'd say in the NFC, yes, this roster is good enough to make the playoffs. Not good enough to win the division. The Vikings just have a better roster, man. The Zedaria Smith pickup. Um, obviously, you know, firing Mike Zimmer was the right decision. But in the NFC, this should at least be a 9-10 win team on paper that should be good enough to make the playoffs. The problem is nobody's really playing up to their potential or up to their contracts. Rasul Douglas needs to be much better. Devondre Campbell needs to be much better. Both safeties need to be much better. The secondary needs to be much better. looks like Eric Stokes might be benched right now. On the offensive side of the ball, it's a lot of money on that offensive line, man. Elton Jenkins and David Bakhtiari. David Bakhtiari played a really good game. If you go back and watch that game, I don't think he allowed a pressure or a sack in that game, man. David Bakhtiari was excellent. I think he's starting to look a little bit healthier. I say that, and now watch. He won't practice tomorrow. He probably won't be out there on Sunday. But, yeah, I mean, they have the talent. I worry a little bit about the wide receiver room. But we saw in the second half of that game, if they run that offense, if they run the football, right, and they stick to the run, they beat Washington, they beat New York, they beat both New Yorks. Like, are the Giants a playoff team? Look at that wide receiver room. Like, I'm complaining about the Packers wide receiver room. Well, they they may get OBJ. That that rumor is well, continuing right. to circulate, and that changes everything for that offense if he shows up. I don't think this roster is good enough to win a Super Bowl or be a Super Bowl contender, but I do think that this roster should be good enough to at least sneak into a wild card game. Look at the wild card. I mean, everybody pretty much make everybody pretty much makes the playoffs now, too, man. Like last year, the Arizona right. Cardinals, who are coached by Cliff Kingsbury, made the playoffs. Yep. So I'm going to answer yes, even though the wide receiver room does make me nervous and the offensive line play needs to be much better. I never want to see Zach Tom ever again. So you said, oh, you're going to see him again. He's going to be the starting guard probably for the next five to ten years. Okay. And he was awful in the beginning of that game, yes. But he got better and played much better. He played much better in the second half. So you said nine wins, huh? Let's go over the schedule, shall we? I I got it here on my phone. Packers uh, at Detroit. That's a win? Right. I mean, okay, so they're only three and a half point favorites. And I can tell you, you know, a lot of people like the Lions in this game. I could see the Lions being able to run the football right down their throats. Are they going to be able to put up points on this terrible defense? I mean, uh, yes, on paper, this should be a win. They're favored in this game. You said nine wins. So they have to win this to get to nine. So I'm going to say I'm going to say Detroit's a freaking win. Yes. Okay, so that's win four. Cowboys at Packers. No chance. You know what? I'm going to say, yeah. I'm going to say yes. I'm going to beat the Giants or Jets, and you're going to have a beating the Cowboys and a McCarthy revenge game at Lambeau? Well, and I – 
because of what I'm, you just said. It is a McCarthy revenge game, man. Come on now. It's Mike McCarthy. So the problem is that's a nightmare matchup because you have Micah Parsons in that pass rush, which improved, coming after Aaron Rodgers. Jordan Love may get to play the next week against the Titans as a starter in Micah Parsons have, against Rodgers. And then you have, man, Tony Pollard's finally getting the football and Zeke should be back maybe – Oh, trying to stop that run. Yeah, but it's going to be Aaron Rodgers going against Mike McCarthy. Matt LaFleur does not want to be embarrassed by Mike McCarthy at Lambeau Field. I'm saying that's a win. I think they beat Dallas. I actually feel better about Dallas than I do Detroit. Isn't that scary? Okay, so you're saying, okay, so we'll say that's five then. You think that's five. Okay, home against the Titans. Yeah, I'm going to say that that's a win. I don't know how to stop Derrick Henry. May I'll tell you this: there won't be a rushing prop high enough. You could set that thing at 180 yards. I'm going over, (laughs) but if the if if the if you can't get after Ryan Tannehill and force him to make a couple mistakes, that's the other thing with this defense. Yeah, forcing two turnovers against Josh Allen and the Bills was great. Problem was they were already up three scores. It was in the second half. We need some takeaways, man. Yes, I think that that's a winnable game. I'm going to say yes, and it's the Matt Lafleur revenge game as well. So that's six wins. Now, yeah. so we went, we go from a four-game losing streak to a three-game winning streak. Okay, so that that's that's where Ryan has us right now. I don't yep. agree necessarily, but okay, we'll go ahead. Packers yeah. at Eagles. Oh God, lost. winning streak they, over. Right. Lost. They're going to run for five hundred and seventy-five yards. AJ Brown, who the Packers should have made a call for. I don't even think they had the possibility, or the opportunity to. He may have six catches for four hundred yards in this game. Right, and uh, the fourth <laughs> cornerback will be covering him instead of Jair Alexander. Exactly. Uh, uh, Packers at the Bears, December 4th. Yeah, Rodgers is never going to lose at the Bears okay. ever. That's seven. Rams at the Packers. Rams not playing well either. December yeah, think, 19th, night game. I think they should be able to beat the Rams unless the Rams are able to bring in OBJ. Because I still think OBJ goes back to the Rams. Although, I don't know, man, because if the Rams are out of it, like that's why I laugh when people think that there's a possibility of him coming to Green Bay. They're below 500, and it's about to be 25 degrees. He just Correct. had a kid. He's got an Instagram wife. He's not moving to Green Bay, Wisconsin. I'm going to say this is a win. I, I do think they'll beat the Rams. I mean, Aaron Donald never does anything about, against Green Bay. They always have the perfect game plan. Elton Jenkins owns him. Stafford should be pressured. Packers are able to create natural pressure without blitzing. Yeah, I think they should beat the Rams. That's eight wins. Packers yeah, at on the, the table. Packers at the Dolphins on Christmas. Oh man, that's that's a loss. I mean, that's a loss. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's that's Vikings at the Packers New Year's Day, 325 start on Lambo on New Year's. So as long as they win these games, I'll be in attendance. I think the Packers have one loss in games that I've attended. So I'm going to say as long as I'm there, this is a win. I think they do get revenge against Minnesota. They beat them at home. So that's nine. And then Lions at Packers to end the year on the eighth. And that's 10. That's a win. That's 10. You actually have them winning 10 football games. If they win 10 football games, they're clearly going to be in the playoffs, right? That means they go seven and two on the way up. Yeah, ask me what I really think about that schedule. That might be reversed. They may go two and seven. There is no way they're going. I mean, seven and two, man. Like, if you look at this schedule, okay. So, first of all, I don't think they beat the Cowboys. I don't think that happens. I don't think they beat the Eagles. I do think they beat the Cowboys. They don't beat the Dolphins. They don't beat the Vikings. So, that's four. Um, So, you know, I, I could... Yeah, I mean, maybe they get to eight or nine wins, somewhere in that area. I think that's very possible. Uh, So do you think this roster is good enough for the Packers to make the playoffs? Yes, but barely. 
like, I guess. like barely like last wild card sneak in on a tiebreaker or something crazy. Maybe that's how they get in. Or maybe they don't get in because they lose on a tiebreaker uh, at the end of the day. But there's just so many issues on this team, man. I mean, offensive yeah. line has question marks. The secondary has question marks. The defensive line isn't getting the pressure that you all thought it was going to get when we were coming into the season. Middle linebacker is a complete mess right now between Quay Walker getting ejected last week, uh, Campbell with his knee injury. They think he'll be okay. But that that's that also is a question mark. I mean, there's just not a lot of positives right now on this football team that you can go, I know this for certain every week is going to be the deal. And even running the football, you don't know if they're going to stick with this or not going game to game. You said it last week or on Monday. You said, well, if the Lions can't stop the pass, you know, this would be the time to throw. And then they fire Aubrey Pleasant, their secondary coach, the next day after we recorded Curtin Long and he's gone now. So obviously they felt the same way. So this will be a true test, whether or not they're going to run the ball. Or is Aaron going to be able to convince LaFleur? Dude, they're awful. I want to wing this thing like 40, 45 times, throw like five touchdowns. Let's throw it and let's, let's get this passing offense going. I'll tell you one reason I'm optimistic and one thing that really made me mad. I know we usually talk about what Roger said on McAfee, you know, and I, I turned it off yesterday. He said something that really pissed me off and I got angry. And I don't know if I'm angry at him. I don't know if I'm angry at LaFleur and the coaching staff, or I just hate this team and I find them very unlikable. I'm thinking about switching. I know they got shut out. I think I'm switching over to the AFC. I'm going to be a uh, Bengals fan because I love Joe Burrow because at least when he gets the crap kicked out of him, he tries to rally his teammates. Roger said that that was – the first game this season that they've been prepared to play a football game, I'm not taking – I don't have the full quote in front of me, but did you hear this? Like, that was the most prepared that they've been to play a football game all season. Had what a good week, week of practice, it? too, don't forget. Good week of practice. Right, right. But what yeah. week is it? What has been going on the last couple weeks? What is up with this team, man? This team seems broken. And then Jason Lock and Fora, uh, Odyssey NFL insider, I go on his show uh, on Thursdays. You know, he had that tweet that he was hearing from executives and scouts that this Packers run may be coming to an end and there's some stuff going on. And it's like, it seems like this is just a broken locker room. This reminds me a lot of 2018 when that was a broken locker room and they had to fire, obviously, Mike McCarthy. Well, there was too many silos. There was too many silos. It was about breaking the silos and communication and everybody's going to report to Mark and blah, 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 blah. Then they changed the culture by bringing in a guy like Zadarius and Preston. And then I don't know what happened with Zadarius man I don't think it was just the injury but they took away his captain status yep. feels like the team kind of I don't know if he quit on the team the team quit on him seems like he thinks the team quit on him stuff was going on there remember like how close him and Preston were they did all their interviews sure together the I had the stupid shirts that's the worst part I thought they were at least gonna have Zadarius a couple years he was my favorite player I got a Zadarius jersey I got the Smith brother I got like every shirt from Barstool and now I hate the guy he's trying to injure my quarterback week one I I think that this I think that this this something's going something's gone terribly wrong and I don't know who you blame but I do think that somebody's going to have to go after the season. It's probably going to be Joe Barry. You know, it's 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 probably going to be it, usually it's the special teams coordinator right after a big playoff loss. Yep. It'll probably be Joe Barry. He'll be the scapegoat and rightfully so because he's been brutal with all that talent, all those first round picks, man. This should be a top 10 defense. And if not, he'll be gone. I don't think LaFleur should be gone. But what about Brian Gudikins? And you know Brian Gudikins isn't going to be gone because Packers are owned by guys like, you know, us and Winkler and, you know, Mark Murphy's too busy sledding and trying to get Melissa Etheridge. And so Brian Gudikins is never going to get fired. 
because everybody loves the guy. Everybody, even in the media, they're they're afraid yeah. to criticize him because then they'll lose their press passes. They won't be at the banquet. They won't get the seats next to Mason Crosby. Hey, speaking of banquet, an honorary night. Yeah, that Packer Hall of Fame with Jordy and Josh Sitton is going to be on fire. Like that is going to be so good. Jordy is really good. Uh, and doing that stuff, this type of stuff, and, and, and doing storytelling. And Sidney was on the big show. We know how good that dude is. So I'm telling you, get your tickets. That Packer Hall of Fame banquet is going to be money. All right, one last topic, and then we got to go. Are the Bears and Lions in a better position for the future than the Green Bay Packers? Ryan Horvath. All right, so the Lions, I want to say yes, but absolutely not. And I'll tell you why. They have a glorified gym teacher as their head coach. Dan Campbell, I know he was a fun story. I know he's a great quote. We're biting kneecaps and we're doing up-downs at practice. And like I always say, that stuff's really cute when you're 0-0 zero and zero heading into the preseason. That stuff's not so cute when you're 1-6, and 1-7. and seven. I don't know that Dan Campbell, he might be a coordinator. I don't know if he's a head coach. That entire coaching staff, all just ex-players, Deuce McAllister, I don't know. I just feel like the Lions, I always think they're setting themselves up for success. Like, I like Aiden Hutchinson, right? They have some talent on the offensive side of the ball. Love Jamal Williams, love Swift, love St. Brown. But they always just lion, man. Like, they've had talented teams. They had Megatron and Matthew Stafford and Barry Sanders years back. It's just they always they are just the Lions. And you could say the same thing about the Bears. But And I don't know if Matt Eberflus is a good head coach, but Matt Nagy was terrible. And the offense they're putting – in right now for Justin Fields, letting him use his legs a little bit more. They're surrounding him with some weapons. They've stockpiled these picks. I can see the Bears. I think the Bears are actually set up better for the future. And I only say that because I don't know what the future is for the Green Bay Packers. Because if the future was Jordan Love, they would have moved on from Aaron Rodgers. Like the Chiefs moved on from Alex Smith. And I'm not comparing Alex Smith to Aaron Rodgers. They knew Mahomes was that guy. The Colts. I know this is kind of a different situation because he had obviously the neck surgery that wasn't even in this country, but Peyton Manning, the Colts moved on from Peyton Manning because Andrew Luck was a can't miss quarterback quarterback prospect. Packers still don't know what they have with Jordan Love, man. All these picks on the defensive side of the ball. Who's any good other than Rashawn Gary and Jair Alexander is Stokes any good. Is he going to get a second deal? So I'm going to say the bears might be in better position, even though they're trading away all their top talent guys like Roquan Smith and Robert Quinn, they're doing that because this is a rebuild. And I like Justin Fields. And even if I don't like Justin Fields, they're evaluating him. So if he sucks in a year or two, they'll draft their next guy. And they have a new GM, so he'll have the opportunity to do that because Ryan Pace struck out a couple times. So I'll say the Bears, yes. The Lions, no, because they're Detroit. I I tend to agree with you uh, on the take. My only thing about the Lions is if I was Detroit, right, you move on from Dan Campbell, I think I'd go get Dan Quinn. I mean, I, I know he's back at being a defensive coordinator. The man took the Falcons to the Super Bowl. The man knows how to be a head coach, right? I mean, he's got some experience. He put that thing together. I, I think I go get him, let him bring in somebody to coach on offense, and whoever that's going to be has to be some type of quarterback guru that's had success molding young quarterbacks because the Lions can't be talked about with a future until they have a franchise quarterback. Jared Goff is not that guy. So now after this upcoming draft, if they get a CJ Stroud or somebody, now you can start talking about, okay, now we can start talking about a future with Detroit. They've got some talent on that team without question. They've got some talented guys. It's just about putting it together, changing coaching staffs. I think that helps getting somebody in there. That's got some experience. That's been to a Super Bowl that people respect and has built some defenses because that's how you get back in this thing. The Packers, like you said, 
we don't know if Jordan Love is the guy or not going forward. We don't know how good he is. He has yet to start a full season. Fields is in his second year starting now. And yeah. Love hasn't had one. So that's what we don't know. And that's why I, I would tend to agree with you. I think the Bears probably are getting themselves in a better position at this point. Bears had a couple of draft picks playing really well right now in Chicago on the defensive side of the ball. So it looks like Poles has an idea about drafting. Uh, so, yeah, I would say Chicago. And the line's to be determined until they get a quarterback – uh, and they get a new head coach. All right, that'll do it for Kurt and Long. Steve Sparky Pfeiffer, he is Ryan Horvath. We're back at it again on Friday. Hopefully on Friday, we'll be able to uh, tweet and YouTube live stream this thing on Friday. Got it set up on the Steve Sparky Pfeiffer account uh, on YouTube. I tweeted out that link to subscribe. If you didn't do it, uh, go to at Sparky Radio. It's pinned to the top of my account, and uh, you can subscribe today. Talk to you on Friday. Have a good one, everybody. 